0: Welcome in to another edition of the Tabby the Keg podcast episode Episode. 517. Charlie here with you talking about Packer preseason. How much does it matter? How much stock taken? Who could surprise? All sorts of stuff. We're going to get into the preseason as Packers get ready for their first preseason game against the Cincinnati Bengals on Friday. We're going to do some Brewers. Is it a failure if the Brewers do not win the NL Central, but get to the wild card? And lastly, talk a little bit about Willie Adams and can he find himself? And then, do you trust him in twenty twenty four? We'll get into all of that. Uh, but before we do, my co-host, my partner, Mitch Ross, what's happening? Yeah, what it is, what it do? Not, not
1: too much. Just dog days of summer. It's uh, yeah, man. It's hard out here right now. I mean, obviously, training camp and stuff, full swing preseason, as you just alluded to, is mm-hmm. uh, is nigh. And it's always a good time. I mean yeah. it's uh it's a little a little uh overreactive season. totally.
0: Um, oh absolutely. The takes will takes will be football steam, will be steaming. Or you're saying overreaction, just people just giddy excited about football, like ready well, to win, yeah, like, you know. Yeah,
1: they're over but then you know, you'll you'll watch a drive and you'll get you know, you'll get uh all your tanks ready, to, ready to fire.
0: Oh yeah, it, I I had a TikTok a uh, year ago. Not I don't not this very day, but of it could this be a breakout season for Amari rodgers Rogers? So yeah, you you just get yourself excited, um, and
1: <laughs> you say things
0: you, you say things you don't mean, uh, and well, yeah, it happens. Uh, and
1: I watched I watched the first episode of Hard Knocks, and I just couldn't help but think, like, man. If the if the Jets win their first game, I don't know who it's against right now.
0: It's the Bills, um, or same preseason, or just or not no. week one, week yeah. one.
1: I mean, yeah. they go one and zero. Oh, it is gonna be fucking, especially if they beat the Bills, which is yeah. possible. Like week one, you know, week one's yeah. always goofy, right? And I mean, it'll be the hype will really like. I think, you know, Robert Sala was like, "There's a lot of hype around us guys," and I think that's fucking awesome. And it's like, well, is there? I mean, there's some idiots that I think you're gonna go to the Super Bowl, but and I mean,
0: I think, I mean, I think there's a lot of general excitement about the Jets sure, because the Jets sure. haven't been good in forever, and I'm happy to hear you watch Hard Knocks, and we could, I guess, just start there a little bit before we get into the Packers. Like, I, my whole thing was like, I couldn't believe how giddy they were about Aaron Rodgers. Like, mm-hmm. it almost seemed like fanboys. Like seem like me and Murph yeah. just talking, hanging out. Like, do you fucking believe we're hanging out with Rogers? Like that's what Murph and I would do, like silently to each other, like all the time if we spent time with Roger. And maybe you too, but I don't know. You're not as big of a Roger guy as <laughs> the two of us are. And it's like it, it's like, whoa, dude, you got like that's your teammate. Like that's yeah, like, like it's there's that part. The other part I, I'm I agree with you on this on the like nonstop. But I don't know if this team could handle like a two game losing streak. Like they just they seem very kind of full of themselves. And like it's okay to be cocky. Like I'm not I like her guy, like I like Jair. I can't really talk shit about guys being cocky. I love Jair Alexander. He's one of the most cocky guys in the NFL. But at the same time, like are are these guys gonna be able to handle like if they go on a losing streak? Are they gonna be able to handle if, you know, Rogers no, starts slow probably with not new because. T-
1: no, I don't think they will. And that's that was my conversely. If they go and one, it's going to be pitchforks and 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 yeah, you're right. I mean, you you listen to those, it does seem like a lot of they're like uh, it's a lot of teams in the NFL, but they're like super young. Like they're, their yeah. star players are like I feel like they're all 25 or under, you know, right? Uh, maybe not Quinn Williams, but he was pretty young when he got drafted, so he might still be like 25 yeah um, oh they like are Gardner's second year garrett wilson is second year and yeah they were great rookies but i don't know i mean again it's new york and they build you up fast and they break you down fast and right. um i don't know we'll, we'll, well see and and sala I, I don't know how much faith i have in him as a as a leader because he's just as bad as the rest of them well, when it comes about... to to, to
0: slurping Rodgers how about him being as negative in the fucking preseason game? Like he was like, and Rogers is like, you gotta be a little more positive. You gotta be a little more positive. And like Rogers telling that him that in a very meaningless preseason game, like that hall of fame game is like top tier, meaningless preseason game. And Mm -hmm. Sal is already like kind of being mad at himself about all sorts of things. And it's like, dude, like that long way to go. Yeah. And so I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe it helps him to see this on on film with Hard Knocks, and we'll we'll just sort of have to see. It, it'll be very be very interesting. Um, I saw a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, Rogers is in how the media portrays him, and it's kind of like no fucking shit. Like yeah. they they and I saw John Kuhn, He had a good thing where John Coon's like that was Aaron Rodgers every day. Like not him pontificating on McVee, not him being combative with reporters. As Mark Murphy said, he's a complicated fella. Like he that's just kind of what he is and what he's all about. And sure enough, like that's that was Rogers in a nutshell. And I think it's cool for the anti Roger, maybe not the anti Roger, but the people who aren't Pag fans or think he's a douchebag to maybe see that side of him. And like I can understand if like you didn't like him for his COVID stuff and all that, and that's why you don't like him, fine. That's I I'll I can respect that. But if it's like just you thought he was a douche, I I think people will have a, a different opinion on him.
1: Yeah, I'd be curious to see if they really lean further into the um, into the Roger stuff. I mean, I feel like they're going to have to, you know, it would because that's what everybody cares about. You know, I mean, it's it's not there's no way that they're going to be able to kind of go away from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be an episode or two where they have to to build up some some uh some characters if you will yeah. but i don't know it, well it, i feel like if you if you sort of if you go away from the rogers stuff you'll probably lose the audience
0: well it, it was pretty clear they didn't want to spend too much time on that hackett sean payton story because that was really a blip and mm-hmm. i thought that would be a bigger deal and it wasn't so that was interesting and then today uh there was news that they had joint practice with carolina and i guess carolina was all in rogers ass for a pass protection uh perspective so i and he was not happy um yeah. and, as you can imagine and so we'll we'll see if that uh that makes the show but yeah i would imagine this will be a very well-rated hard knocks and because of just all the hype and you know, yeah. yeah hard uh, hard knocks for me and i think we talked we talked about it a couple weeks ago first couple i i very much enjoy then once like college football starts coming on and like i just am like all right i'm Kind of out. Like yeah. I can, I'll, I'll watch a couple, and then it's like, all right, I'm, I'm good.
1: Yeah, I could, I could see myself being. I think I watched the last one. I watched must have been two years ago with Dallas. Yeah. Um, and it, I didn't. I don't think I finished the season either because it just, you know, you kind of yeah. get it after a while. It's, yeah, it, it'll probably be the same case. You right. know, for me.
0: Yeah, and 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 as we transition to the Packers, Rogers did not say one thing about the Packers. So he didn't even say anything me. Um, I made a meme for nothing. That's you know that'll happen, but that's that's life in the meme meme game. Yeah, well, so. and maybe he's is they maybe they're gonna
1: ask them about the Packers. You know now that yeah now that it, it kind of is official. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, or it would be. I don't know when the Jets play their preseason game, but it would be kind of interesting if you know they get you know film of Rogers like washing love or something. There's no way he would put that on camera though. There is no way. <laughs> Not a not a chance. Not a chance. Uh and we move to the Green Bay Packers and preseason.
1: uh they play They'll, Friday
0: night as well. They do. Oh, the Jetson. Okay. Same so, same
1: time, I believe. Same, no, same same time. Pardon me, Saturday. Saturday, I'm sorry.
0: Oh, so there there is opportunity for old number twelve to uh check out check out the boys. It seems like Jordan Love will play in some capacity um on Friday. Uh so all of the all the haters, I guess, of the anti, you know, playing preseason will get their wish, right? These guys are going to play. I don't, I doubt that a ton will miss. I assume Bakhtiari, probably Aaron Jones, um, and a few others are are, are likely. But it, it's really an interesting preseason because I feel like it. I don't want to put too much stock in it. I don't want to get too excited but I also like feel like it matters. Like I feel like the game experience matters and I feel like getting comfortable and getting used to it. Yes. It might not be at a hundred percent speed, but I like, I am putting a little more stock into what happens preseason than maybe in other years. Am I, am I crazy for that? Am I, is that a bad fan of me? Or do you feel like that's kind of how a majority of Packer fans are sort of looking at it?
1: So you're saying you are putting more stock in this preseason than than yeah. basically with Roger's. Yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. I think I think that's I think that's fair. I mean, it, it, you've haven't had a chance to to see a whole lot of Jordan Love. He played quite a bit in the preseason last year. Yep. You know, and and again, it, it kind of was similar to what we've seen this year where it was up and down. You know, I mean, there there are good moments and, and and bad moments. And then when he played a little bit in the season, it was it was largely Good results against the prevent defense, but um, you know it's it's been up and down so far in camp. Um, there's highlights floating around on a daily basis of of good throws, and you know a broken clock oh, yeah. is right is right twice a day. Oh, look, and, oh. you know he he. Uh, <laughs>
0: hey man, he threw. I mean, the throw to Dobbs was beautiful.
1: Um, yeah, and then, the one it, over the yeah, and against the Bengals in practice, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, and I can't. Well, believe and I so was, was
1: the throw and family night. I mean, that for the right. touchdown, that was oh, that was awesome. Yeah,
0: that was unbelievable. And watching it live was just kind of like a whoa. Like we all we all did it. Like we were with a bunch of people, and everybody who saw that pass was like, "Whoa!" Didn't kind of know Jordan Love had that in it. Didn't know that. I mean, that was a Favre Rogers throw, right? More a Rogers yeah. throw than a Favre throw. But like that was the type of throw where it makes you understand, like, "Holy shit!" Like this is. This is a guy. This is a dude. And mm-hmm. I think that yeah, there are going to be trials and tribulations, right? Um, and there they're gonna be things that piss you off. I think if it goes off the rails completely on Friday and everybody is panicking, I do think that there will be some like, hey, let's settle down here. Even what I said about like taking stock, it's like, okay, yeah, the moment was a little bit too big that first time around. Now what's important is like, you don't let that happen week one, right? You learn from this mistake. You you understand like all the things you're doing wrong in August don't come into September. I think that's where I'll be the most upset is like if love plays in all three of these preseason games and mistakes are going to happen, that's fine. But if they then happen again in September, like I'm going to have a harder time like excusing those because I'm like, you knew that this was a problem. Like you had a month to clean this up and you didn't really do it like the kind of how we give maybe a little bit of a break to baseball early on. We're like, ah, it's early in the season or uh, even basketball. We're like, yeah, they, they really played half speed for preseason. We, we just, we got to see it first. It's like there kind of isn't that excuse when you've already played three preseason games and you should at least have a little bit of film familiarity to like not make that same mistake again. And I'm curious how
1: much love will play because, as of right now they only have two quarterbacks on the roster right so
0: uh they have um, so they have sean clifford and uh, alex mcgoe the uh the guy from the USFL. so they released there. danny at and clip and sean clifford has been like one of the bigger surprises right. in in training camp like i might have to eat my words on sean clifford like much might to actually, charlie's
1: chagrin sean m- clifford might, is jamming but, up your tailpipe right
0: now listen I, that to me is a classic example of a guy who might not a coach who might not have played to Sean Clifford's talents. Like it's not my fault. Like he did have multiple mm-hmm. offensive coordinators at Penn state. Uh, You know, James Franklin, weird dude in general, I think likes to run the football a little bit. So maybe, maybe it was just a bad system for Sean Clifford that happens, you know, and uh, who knows?
1: Well, so Love's going to have to play, I think a decent amount, I would think. Right maybe not a whole half in the first game, but you would think maybe that second game he plays the whole first half.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't, I think with the three preseason games, it's harder to know like how, how they set it up. Right. Like, are you, you know, is it going to be like you play, everybody plays that last game or is it, you know, is it kind of like the second game, the most important one? I think what's nice for the Packers is that, you kind of have teams that are in similar boats as you besides Cincinnati. Like Cincinnati, you know, Super Bowl contender. Uh, they they will play maybe some guys, but they don't necessarily need the preseason. Patriots need the preseason. You know, they don't really know what yeah. they have with Mac Jones. I, Belichick is, you know, a guy who plays his guys. Um, so, like, that'll be a great test for Jordan Love. Seattle. Same sort of thing, right? They had a good year last year, but they're trying to replicate that success. A bunch of young guys still probably again in need for preseason. So that I think that that's also a great thing. You're not playing like I'm trying to think of examples of teams that don't need it, like the Chiefs, the Eagles, right? Like yeah. they're they're probably less likely to play a lot of their guys, and you could you know and not necessarily get that full picture, full advantage of what preseason can give you.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. I think. I'm probably, I agree with you on just it's preseason probably does mean a little bit more um, this year, just with, you know, it's been so long since you've seen, you know, we're talking over 10 12 years, probably more than that 14 years, since you've really had any type of uncertainty at the quarterback position where you're really looking at, at a lot of things under the microscope and, probably last year you, you started to with Jordan Love um, because you knew that you were probably a, w- within a year or two away of not having, you know, life after Rodgers mm-hmm. And, you know, I, but now it's, now it's his show. So it's right. You know, it, it going into last year, it was, you know, it's like, well, I mean, you kind of, you kind of know what you got, I guess. Yeah. You, didn't really, you didn't expect Rogers to take such a step back from the two MVP seasons, but no, I mean,
0: and, and I um, think it, it there really was... wasn't really
1: wasn't much to to fret about because yeah. you, you knew you knew what you had.
0: Right. And I think the only thing that was different with last preseason was, you know, Packers get their asses handed to him in that New Orleans game. And you're like, you got Minnesota week one. It's like, will Rogers, you know, go out there? Maybe it, it's for the best, just considering how bad things were and how and he has all these young receivers and he should spend some time with them. And really work with them. Those were like the things we were talking about at this time last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Aaron Rodgers rebuked that. Was like, "No, nah, I'm good." And he throws the deep ball to Christian Watson first play of the season. Watson drops it, and I think that we should have all known at that point. Like yeah, this, <laughs> this, is, this might be a uh, a cursed season. But you do wonder, like, had Rodgers spent a little more game time with Watson? Does you know I me mean, might still drop that catch right? It might not have happened. It might have been that might be very hard of me to say, but I, I, I think that that was something that hurt Green Bay last year, even though they did you know start okay. But it was you know they were very close to you know being a one in three team, right? They they blew, blew out the Bears, they lost to the Vikings, but and they skated by with the Patriots and the Buccaneers, and those were escape buys. And you yeah. know, we're lucky to win both those games.
1: Yeah, that was the Bailey Zappi game against yes. New England, and then wasn't it the they stopped the two point conversion to beat yep. um,
0: to beat, Tampa. beat Tom
1: Brady and the Buccaneers? Yeah,
0: right. And that was at that point we we all were like, oh my god, like this is such a huge win, like this is a launching off point, yeah. and it to prove that that game meant absolutely nothing. So a great reminder of like and we'll have to do it in September, but it's like, you can't take a ton of stock in September football. Um, You know, it's really October when, once it's like six weeks in, seven weeks in, like Packers are four and three or five and two, and they look pretty good. Then we can start really having some, some serious conversations. But yeah. before we get there, it's like, yeah, everyone's got to stay healthy. And that's such a huge part of this. And I will say that part just real quick, like, I don't want to hear any motherfuckers bitching about guys playing if, if someone does go get hurt because that, and that'll happen and it'll be the same people that were complaining about guys not playing. And that's just, I, I hate that about social media because it's like every, it's just this spoiled mindset of like, it has to go your way all the time. And when it doesn't go your way, you pout on Twitter about it or X and just complain and complain instead of being like, yeah, you know what? I've wanted guys to play. This is something that happens, and it's unfortunate. It did, but it's. I just don't want to hear. It.
1: Yeah, it's it's hypocrisy. That's what Twitter is. Uh, Twitter is founded upon.
0: Yeah, so. I know. I know it's it's crazy, but it's. I know that's gonna happen because if someone goes down with an injury, immediately it's gonna. It, it's just gonna be hellfire and brimstone, and it shouldn't be. It should be. They're a young team. They need to be playing. Injuries happen. They suck. You got to get through it. You got to be mentally tough. Like that's just, that's part of football. And I I hope nobody goes down. You know, there's a lot of talent right now. It seems like on both sides of the ball, Uh, you know, Jermaine Pratt who's been in the league for a while complimented the Packers wide receivers and was like, yeah, I know they're young, but it, they play, they ball, they know what they're doing out there. And when you're hearing that from, uh, veteran linebacker that feel, makes you feel good makes you feel like they have something and jaden reed's having a great camp the rookie out of michigan state luke musgrave looks like a guy mm-hmm. who if he didn't get hurt last year probably a first round pick and just kind of looks Jermichael michael finley ask out there and that's awesome and and i'm trying hard not to get too excited about musgrave that's the one guy i'm having a really hard time not like just dumping all my all my stock in like, just, like, bye, bye, bye on what I've seen so far from Musgrave.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, he seems like a guy that it's tough, right? Like, 6'6", 253, yes. fast, yeah. you know, just, you know, absolutely looks the part. Turning heads, it sounds like he's going to start. I mean, yeah. as, of, as of right now, he's he's your tight end one, especially with the DeGuara moving to fullback, um, which will be another interesting wrinkle in the uh in the offense which hasn't hadn't really been used. I, and uh in re- the Packers I, organization for a can long I, time.
0: Can, can I interrupt quick and I'll let you get back. I would love it if they just came out in I formation and just ran West Coast for the first drive just to troll Rodgers um on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't Not think LaFleur that. would do that would do that no, to, no, his, to his to his buddy. He wouldn't
0: you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't but you'd get you get fucking uh, you know Chucky from Cuttahay being like, "Oh, you're we're bringing back the old Holmgren I formation. Uh, now that this Rogers is gone, we're we're back to '90s football."
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't know. It, it's they're, they're running a lot of twelve and twenty-one formations, um, which I guess there was a little bit of that last year. But yeah, I guess you you saw some Dylan and Jones on the field at the same time. Yeah. Um. Maybe not as much as you will see this year. Got I don't it. know. It's just going to be interesting. I am very excited to see Lafleur's offense the way it's, oh, yeah. the way the way it should be. Right. And uh, yeah. the, the way he intended the way the way it was in Tennessee. You know. I yeah.
0: Mean, it, and it wouldn't surprise me too if he he is vanilla here in the preseason. Oh, yeah. Like he might be the most paranoid coach that we have oh, God, in, yeah. in in the state of Wisconsin. Like if we did, we don't really know Adrian Griffin that much yet. We're still learning Adrian Griffin. Counsel can be a little weird, paranoid, like kind of superstitiously. Uh, but like no one kind of stuck is, in his ways. No one is as nuts about things than Matt LaFleur, like Matt LaFleur told you that he had like an apocalypse bunker and was preparing just in case. Like, I wouldn't doubt that.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, right. You know, can't, can't stream family night it's right. just they don't again they don't, he don't care about the fans no. he wants, and he wants he wants the fans to get all fired up he's calling out fans what was that two years ago or was that yeah was that gotta, get the piss,
0: gotta get the piss hot yeah the new the noon starts i mean that's gonna be important we got a lot of new noon starts you're gonna have, need the fans fans there right right in it
1: there's a, there's a noon Saturday home game. I think it's Seattle game. The final preseason game yep. is a new, a noon Saturday home game.
0: Now um, I would, I, I would never really advocate going up for preseason, but if you live in the green Bay area, that's like an elite excuse to de- to today drink. Like that's just,
1: that's, that's a, that's a given. That's not even right? going to be no. a discussion.
0: Yeah, it's like locking it in. Like go to the, go to the game. Then like, all right, third stringers are in. Stadium view time, and just have a day, especially late August. Like that weather. Yeah, because how
1: often do you get? You don't get many. You would never get a Saturday, yeah. day football game, especially when right. it's nice out. I mean, you yeah, might and- you might get one on like a holiday and and yeah and Christmas or something, but. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you're going to have week zero of week zero of college football, too, which I mean, again, not a, not a ton of games to get the beak wet, but still you'll have a lot of football going, man. I sounds great. Like I, I you know, t- some of us have an anniversary, you know, that couple days after that. So I, I can't necessarily parlay this myself, but it's OK. You know, I, I'm older now and I, I let the, let the young kids have their fun.
1: Mm-hmm. But that's wow. but that's a that's a warm up a test run yes. for for the day game and and if people if the fans can carry that in to regular season, uh, you know, God bless them because yeah they're gonna have to can't, can't have sleepy Lambo fans like, like no, we usually get no, here in Wisconsin.
0: No, they're gonna. I I will say and I mean again this will be you know for September and I'll be there for that first game. I think it'll really be dependent on how the first two games go. And I know that's very John Madden of me, but it's like if it's two, if they're two and oh, that place is going to be on just fire. And I even think if they're 0 and 2, it'll be a little bit le- like there'll be, it'll be a little more dour, but I still think they'll be like, let's, let's get love this first game and let's, you know, sort of pick him up. Um, And then they go right back at it for a Thursday night game against the Lions. That's the, you know, that's the other part of it that, it's kind of a crazy schedule where they only really have two home games. I think in the, in that first like 50 days. And then they, they have a bunch of them, you know, as the, as the season goes on and the weather gets colder.
1: Yeah. Thursday night game. I don't know. When, when when was that week?
0: Week four? four, week four against Detroit. And then they head out to Vegas for week five and every Every Tom, Dick, and Harry will be in Vegas for uh, Packers, Raiders. It'll be 95% of Packer fans.
1: And that's that ticket's going to
0: be $1,000 to walk yeah. in. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I've told this story on the podcast. So my wife's uh, family, uh, their great-great-uncle lives out in Vegas. And we were, like, swapping stories. He has a bunch of great stories about his time working as an usher in Notre Dame. And I was just kind of telling him, like, hey, yeah, I have a – friend of mine who helps me out with tickets every now and again. And I don't even think I've told this friend that, about this story. And he, he'll listen every now and again. And he's like, pass me on the shoulder. He's like, if you could get me four tickets to pack Raider game, I, I really would appreciate it. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right. Like, we'll see what we can do. Um, But yeah. Uh, so I was, I just was like, you know what? It's not even, not even worth an ask. So honestly. according
1: to Vivid Seats, I yes. just clicked on it from espn.com. Can't get in for less than 300. Um, yeah. And it looks like it's as high as 85,000 almost, 84,477. <laughs> 84, that must be like presidential that's, suite.
0: Oh, that's like the win. Like they have like a nightclub inside the stadium. So that's probably what that is. No way you're spending that much money for for that. Oh, oh, cripes. No, uh, you kid just can't. Uh, that's, that's I'm cool. being serious. I I, know, like, I you're know. a
1: fucking sucker if you're, if you're paying $85,000, bro, to go to a fucking nightclub. <laughs> Look, I know.
0: I, I, I agree. I mean, so, I better be taking a snap for that much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for you, Yeah, you know, yeah. I could shoot a three if I want. Uh, shout <laughs> out to our goal. All right. Really quick before we go to the Brewers. Uh, in terms of the defense, I don't know – I don't know if I need to see a ton defensively. I, I don't think it matters for them as much. Like, yeah, I hope the defense continues, you know, kind of the path that they are they were on at the end of last year. I'm really trying hard not to fall for the banana and the tailpipe again. About This defense looks really good. Uh, you know, obviously there's been a ton of hype about Devontae Wyatt. We talked about that last week. Uh, but Pete Prisco, who I think was at Packers training camp the other day, was like, Packer defense is really good, like Walker and Wyatt, all this stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this again, man. I'm not giving <laughs> myself you're, to this you're point waiting. of. I, I but but here's the thing, I guarantee you, when we talk at the end of August, I'm gonna be all in. I'm gonna be like, yeah, this team, this defense, it's finally gonna be the year. But I, I'm still, I'm gonna try my best to like keep the trepidation, even if like they're awesome against Cincinnati or they're awesome against New England, like also when we talk about those teams in those weird transitions, they don't have that great offense. And so, yeah, the defense could look good, but we really just have to like, keep it, keep a cool yeah. booty here with this defense.
1: Well, and the thing to remember is in preseason, you know, the defenses are ahead of the offenses. There's so much more thought that goes into playing offense, um, you know, or like just instinct is, is less prevalent yeah. when it comes to, training camp offense you know it's a lot of it's you're working on things you're a lot of like nuance in your play whereas like football or uh, excuse me a defense you can just play football and pin your ears back and 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 also like you're not going to be facing four quarters of joe burrow no either so um we'll see and then you know conversely to like the packers defense probably won't play a ton of starters i don't think on on friday but We'll see. I mean, like Kenny Clark ain't playing. Hell no.
0: No, no. He's, Kenny he's, Clark. He makes too much money. Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, uh, Jair. Maybe, maybe Rasul. Uh, how about how about Rashawn getting activated though? That's that, uh, yeah, that's incredible. That guy is a freak, man.
1: He's he is just. Well, it crazy. helps to be helps to be twenty five. Totally, whatever, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, I was listening to Von Miller on part of my take and kind of talked about that, where he's like, "Yeah, this ACL terror it's a lot different now that I'm 34 versus when I tore it when I was 24. Like it's just you know I think he said it was seven months when he got healthy, so which is crazy. That's like mm-hmm. less I think less than Gary. Um, and the Packers are usually really cautious about ACLs, so they they take him seriously. I do wonder how much Gary, obviously more of a September discussion, but how much how many snaps he does get in those first two weeks when it's the Soldier Field. And it's uh turf in in Atlanta. You know, is or, yeah. do they kinda like keep it sort of limited and then unleash him when, when they get back to Green Bay.
1: Uh him playing in Soldier Field is scary, isn't it? Oh, I guess yeah. I never really thought about that. The only especially the only, the ho- only th- hopefully oh, hopefully
0: you don't get a week one like last year in, in Chicago yeah. either. Oh no. Yeah, that's a fucking monsoon. That one you'd have if there was a monsoon, you'd have to seriously think about, you know, like, all right. Are we sure here Or you know, I'm sure he'd be chomping at the bit uh, to play. Uh, that would be worst case scenario for uh, just Packer fans in general, because all of my Justin Fields bookmarks that I have currently stored up are just go, go into the trash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, it's been a very, in, I mean, talk about though, like before we move on to the Brewers, like this Packer bear, like Twitter thing has been something. Like I, I don't always get in the mud with it. Uh, I saw today that uh, what's it, Perkins and Spigel from their like radio account tweeted out like, oh, this throw, any any quarterback can make that throw, and like some Bears fan quote tweeted him as, like, yeah, we'd be doing the same thing if Justin Fields and DJ Moore had hit that pass. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, like, of course you would, and it's like, all right, man, like if this is how deep, if this is how like we are inside that head like you better not fucking lose week one and Kyle Brandt I thought I like Kyle Brandt and he's a Bears fan and he had I thought I didn't really agree with his take he's like oh love has to win and it's like well dude first of all Rodgers and uh and Favre both lost their first game at at Soldier Field secondly this matters so much more to Justin Fields because he's been anointed as the next guy you know as the kids say they, they think he's him like you got to kind of see it with Justin Fields in week one, or you talk about that overreaction. If it goes bad for Justin Fields, like look out.
1: Yeah. He's, it's kind of, it's a big season for him. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll see how, how he reacts. I mean, if my, my confidence in, in him as a, as some kind of an elite passer is pretty low at this point, but yeah, never know. I mean, he was, Decent in college, but that's right. a different story.
0: Right? Yeah, we'll have to see, man. It's gonna be it's an exciting year, and you know, yeah i I am ready. I think I'm getting like it's every day. I feel like I get a little more, just kind of ready for football. I usually am not that like into it, but maybe just the excitement of like something new. Just as you know, we talked about a little bit last week. Like I just. I think that there is that anticipation that it's like it's you just doing something new and you're you're excited to see what it'll what it actually will happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Totally and then and then also probably what doesn't help is the brewers just keep giving us gray hairs. Uh so it's a transition mm-hmm. to uh our Milwaukee Brewers who somehow won a series against the Colorado Rockies. Uh it was an ugly, ugly series. They, you know, I blow them out on Monday. They have an awful loss yesterday or on Tuesday, and yesterday they win basically on errors um, and and win that baseball game and win seven to six. But man, oh man, Brewers now pretty to pr-
1: go ahead. Pretty wild series with Colorado. Totally. Um, you know, it, it it shouldn't have been that difficult, but they've they've had this penchant for. I don't want to say it, but I will. plan down to their competition a little bit, I, I feel like this was a a big seven game stretch. You know, I guess you do have the Chicago series this weekend as well to warm up and get get you know give yourselves a chance to to be to kind of turn it around. I, I don't, you know, they're not playing very well, you know, of late. I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty fair. You know, the Pittsburgh series and the Colorado series were interesting in that in the openers of those series, you absolutely blew them out and then um you know had to grind the rest of the way in the series and you split the series with Pittsburgh and you barely by the skin of your teeth won this series against Colorado, which you know that's fair play. I mean that's how they've how they've done it all year. And that's fine. But you know, I I, I, I'm I don't know. It's not wasn't a great week, I would say, since we last spoke. No,
0: um, no, it,
1: it just... They, had, think... they had a 4-3 and three homestand. Got, got, got to tip your cap a little, but I wish I felt a little better heading into the next week.
0: Right, heading into a 10-game road trip and against two teams in the Dodgers and Rangers that are playing good baseball. And you just don't think that the Brewers are really playing good baseball from an offensive perspective. Um, I think pitching-wise, it's been... Pretty damn good. You know, Freddie Peralta looked like old Freddie Peralta uh, on Monday night. Brandon Woodruff dominates the
1: Rockies, though, somehow. It's it's weird.
0: Well, it's like, but if you really just take away that one inning against the Nationals, the last three starts for Freddie have been, frankly, immaculate. Like, it's been really, really, really good. And Woodruff, a couple bad pitches, but whatever. Corn Burns was, we walked a couple more guys than he should, but still, like, this is this is kind of there. And yeah, I I think maybe it's just that when you're playing bad teams, there's just a level of expectation that you need to win. And when you don't win those games, it just, it drives you crazy or you win ugly. And unlike when it's like you squeak by the Dodgers or you squeak by the, uh, the Rangers over the weekend, it's, it's like, it feels good. You're like, Oh my God, like that's such a good win. And it's like, even if you squeak by against the Rockies, it just doesn't, it doesn't hit the same. And, but I, I did find an interesting that before we talk about like a Cub angle from Adam McCalvey. I don't know if you saw this today. After, I think he's posted it after the game or during. Fun fact since the start of June, 60 games going into today, the, the Brewers are eighth with runners in scoring position, two seven, three for seven today with run scoring hits from Taylor and Yelich to start this comeback. That's surprising. I would not have expected that.
1: That is. That's very surprising. I mean, considering the Pittsburgh series was, was pretty rough oh, outside yeah. of the first game where I mean it how many times are you gonna load the bases with nobody out or nobody right. out and and come away empty handed, you know? And it just that felt like that happened all weekend and that's interesting. I mean it's that's a pretty decent sample size since June first, you said. Yeah, June first. So I mean, that's two and a half months of, yeah. of data, right. pretty decent. Sometimes those arbitrary dates and stuff can, you know, can certainly help a narrative. Totally. Agree. And, and, um, you know, I wonder what it was like before that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knows? It probably, it probably wasn't pretty, but it as doesn't feel, to... it
1: does not feel like that, but it, that's no. also been the case over the last couple of years where it's like, you watch the eye test is like, this offense stinks. You know, yeah. and everybody's hitting 220 or less. And, you know, then you take a peek at the team rankings um, on MLB.com. And, yeah, they have, like, the sixth best offense in the National League. You know, maybe not that high, but um, it kind of makes it look decent now if you include both leagues that might go down to the middle of the pack or something, but um, it, it does somehow alarm you or not alarm you, but just surprise you like how, how they are. Oh man, I guess they're a little better than I thought, but it still is like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how good the offense is.
0: No, I I hear you. And I, I think that, you know, now, now it's kind of go time and you know, yes, the white Sox are, you know, the next team and you can't, you can't rest, rest your laurels. You have Burns, Woodruff and Peralta this weekend. Uh, You do face Michael Kopich and Dylan Cease who are solid quality, you know, pitchers. They haven't had great years. Um, So, but you have your big three going this weekend. Uh, And that, that should be a, you know, pointed in the right direction. It should be a good weekend for the Brewers, hopefully. Uh, And then, then it goes into LA, Texas, Minnesota, San Diego, before a showdown with the Cubs in Chicago. While at the same time, the Cubs who are trailing tonight to the Mets. They go to Toronto, not easy. Home for Chicago, Kansas City, Detroit, and Pittsburgh. So these next two weeks are massive. And what I was, what our topic was, is we we're kind of getting to get into it. Is you know, is this if the Brewers were to lose the lead on the Central and the Cubs were to take it over and maybe the Cubs win the division, you know, and but the Brewers still find their way into the Wild Card because the NL is a mess with how the Diamondbacks have been playing with the Giants have been up and down the Phillies or not Phillies or the Marlins haven't really played great either. Brewers still find their way to wild card. maybe a series against the Cubs. Is this, is it a, is it a failure of a year, Mitch? Or is it like, Hey, we made it and, and that's fine. Just all things considered. I have, I,
1: man, that's a really good question, which is why we're trying to discuss it, I suppose. Yes. Uh, um, it's hard to call it a failure because you did get in right. and, and as they say in baseball, all you got to do is get in the dance and anything can happen, especially, you know, I've been hearing a lot lately about how great the Brewers pitching rotation is. And, you know, they always got a shot with those. They must've yep. said it at three times a game on the broadcast yep. right. this week about how now that Woodruff is back, it's, you know, they're, they're a formidable opponent. Um, mm-hmm. I think that you know, it, it, I they've led this the the division for the majority of the season. Which you put it that way, yes, it would be very disappointing to not finish the deal. But it's not like they've had a a twelve game lead at any point either. Right? I mean, it's basically just been, you know, by the skin of their teeth. They've you know, it's been within what's their high water mark for the division lead, maybe three games all yeah, year i mean it's, yeah, it feels like right. it's, it's it just has... been been tight all year right so it would suck to get caught by the cubs no question about it um that that would be a frustrating sort of extra cherry on top of a shit sunday if if the cubs chase you down because they are playing pretty well now they can't beat the Mets for some reason but um you know and and the cubs went out and added probably a better bat than what the brewers were able to get at the trade deadline, and he's been, for the most part, good for the Cubs, which is another tough one to swallow. So that would add a little bit, a little bit of, mm-hmm. I guess, fuel to the fire if the Cubs were the ones that, that caught. It seems like the Reds are kind of fading finally. Yep. Um, yeah, the insanity Sanity
0: so, run is over for the Reds. Um, it's uh, it's finally here. Well, they shouldn't have put the Jonathan India trade rumors out there. Yeah. I mean, that's hater. That was hater ask, right? Like that was, that was hater ask. And then they don't, they don't get a reliever. Like I, and I don't know if they were like scared to do a deal with the, with the Cardinals and say, Hey, we'll, you know, we'll pay up for Jack clarity and just suck it up. Right. And I don't think Jack clarity is like a God amongst gods, but he's pretty good pitcher and that's better than what they have rolling out there day in, day out. And Just you, their only hope is that Ladolo and Green come back, and they they're able to kind of revive it. But I'm not I'm not sure on that.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I I am legitimately concerned about the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, Especially as you laid out, they have a pretty easy schedule coming up,
0: and Mm -hmm. the Brewers. The Brewers don't. It's they don't. Yeah. They they they're gonna have base. They're they're kind of in the shit, and they're in the mix. And we know that it's going to be a really – it could be a really rough August. It could also, if the Brewers are a team that we've seen play up to expectations, maybe they come and they they surprise and they catch the Dodgers. You know, Dodgers, as good as they are offensively, they don't pitch all that well. They just kind of outscore you. And, you know, can you keep the Dodgers at bay long enough to squeak out one of those games? And maybe two. And same with the Rangers, another team who kind of tries to outscore you. They don't. They added pitching with uh, Jordan Montgomery and Scherzer, but they're and and they obviously did that because they needed to, and they saw a window of opportunity with, you know, maybe the Astros not necessarily having enough to repeat. Now they're kind of showing the Orioles the old country way. It's kind of like the the new the old bull versus the young bull this this week, but so yeah, it's there. There are opportunities for the Brewers to you know kind of show their teeth, and I think if they were to come out of this ten game road trip. Six and four or five and five, like that's a massive, or it's a nine game trip, excuse me. So if you were, you're come out of that trip, you know, uh, what's, what's five the, and four? The, five and four. Yeah. You're, you're on top of the world. And if you can bank three games against the White Sox, I'm not, I never want to advocate for sweeps because I think it's just really hard to sweep teams. But if you were able to sweep the White Sox, that, that gives you, gives you a little bit of house money to play with, not a full house money that at least gives you a little bit to play with.
1: Yeah. So, well, well, and if, and if they were to lose that series, yeah, I mean, then you're, Oh yeah, no,
0: that's, yeah, that's where I'm getting on the mic on on Monday and we're, we're at least having some panic about conversations a little bit and saying this thing can kind of go sideways, especially the clubs have a good weekend against Toronto or, you know, since they I think playing Pittsburgh's weekend, if they, you know, kind of find it again. Uh, I, I personally, you know, to the question, I, I don't, I don't think it would be a failure. I, I kind of align with you that it would be disappointing more than it's like that classic, you know, parent to their kid. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. That'd be how I feel about the first. I'd be like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And, but there is a potential opportunity. If you were to get that last wildcard spot, you're playing the Cubs at Wrigley Field for three games, which would then be your six Your you know, it'd be basically a six game series because they play the last three games of the year. And if you, beat the cubs in wrigley in a three-game series all this doesn't matter none of this matters does it that cool you have the division we beat you in a playoff series that's that holds so much more fucking weight and they have a history of succeeding in that in that
1: scenario right that was was a one game
0: it was a one game but I'll, i'll tell you what i i like craig council managing in the playoffs more than david ross to me, David Ross, a little too emotional. Um, I I don't I think he's an okay manager. I I I just trust. Con- I know Council's had some interesting moves this week, but I I still think Craig Council's a a great manager. And you know, he's you know he hey I, everyone has bad games, and you know Tuesday was yeah. a bad game for Craig. And and then I was like, oh my god, he's bringing your rebate back in to fate. You know, with guys on base, and Uribe did his job. And if Bryce Strang doesn't you know fuck up a a bad hop. Uh, you know, they, they get out uh, of that inning.
1: Well, a is, I mean, a stud. Oh yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there's no, no question about that. And no Milner on Tuesday was interesting. And I can't believe that I would ever want Hobie Milner in a game, but honestly the guy's been pretty fucking good.
0: Yeah. And... We all, we all expected Hobie to kind of have the regression here after last year and it just it hasn't come.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes I forget about him, admittedly, but oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's one of eight relievers they probably have. So right,
0: right I um, mean, Bryce Wilson will make me nervous until the, the the day is long. Like him pitching the tenth inning was a very much a hold on to your butts for me, and then like
1: you yeah. know
0: he gets two outs and it's like, all right, great, <laughs> just don't be an asshole here. And first pitch double, Cannon mishandles it. It's like Jesus Christ. Three point four
1: four ERA though for Bryce Wilson. Not I know.
0: Bad. I thought uh, that that's fake. Hey, I'm um,
1: I, I'm with you. I I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm losing faith in Pagero. That motherfucker's giving up homers.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's
1: his job. All of a sudden.
0: I mean, if we want to revise the shit list right now, and we can talk about Willie Adams here in a second. Like we did the Brewer shit list, I think, in May or June or whatever. And yeah, Pagero's near the top. Um, you know, Matt Bush tribute last night. Um, and yeah, you can't, just can't yeah. have it. Um, and, and that, that, that would be a big, like kind of turning point. And I, I think, uh, Brett, my guy on Twitter was talking about how, like they need to kind of vary that seventh inning. Like it, it can't be Paguero every time because Pagaro just might be getting, you know, how, like, like an Owen Miller, for example, like when he played every day, it's like, people kind of started figuring out, like, all right, I can do this against Owen Miller because I can be successful as a pitcher. I kind of wonder if that's with Pagaro, like teams are starting to pick up, like, all right, if we attack him first pitch, like we might be able to send one, send one to the yard and maybe there just needs to be a little less Pagero exposure, you know, so they, there can be a little less, uh less sort of understanding of what he, what he does on the mound.
1: Yeah. Just mixing it up a little. I Right. I mean, you might see a rebate in there at some point.
0: Yeah, I, I do wonder. Are they working their way to be in Uribe and win the playoffs? You know, you kind of, kind of need the sixth inning guy. Like usually in the playoffs, they only go five, and you need that <laughs> fifth inning guy, and then you need that sixth inning guy. And I, I wonder, or I'm sorry, sixth inning guy and seventh guy. So I wonder if Piguero, you know, becomes that sixth inning guy, and then you have Uribe for the seventh, Piamas for the eighth. Who Piamas? Just, I mean. One of the biggest, like, unsung hero guys of the year. And, like, doesn't get talked about probably enough with how good of a year that Joel Payanas has had.
1: Yeah. He was also in the uh, Contreras trade. So, right.
0: And, and which some people don't want to call that part of the Josh Hader trade, but I, I, it's part of the trade tree. I know it drives people crazy, but yeah. I mean, part of I, it. I, I
1: probably wouldn't because you can, and that's a never ending. Thing well, with, yeah, trade
0: trees can, trade trees never end. Like you I think Josh Ader started out in the JJ Hardy if you like go back or maybe Gomez.
1: Um Yeah, because he was he was traded from from Baltimore to Houston. Right. I think in uh Yeah, I don't know. No, right. Was it was it the Hardy trade? Uh I, I just w- saw I just watched a YouTube video about um like best deadline deals or something like that. They like recent baseball history. Mm -hmm. And God damn it. It was, I forget who it was. Oh, it was Bud Norris. And it was Bud Norris went from Houston to Baltimore. Yeah. And he was, and Hader was in that trade. And, uh, (laughs) Then Hater came over, obviously here, in- right? With Thomas. So
0: also before we talk Willie Thomas, uh, the Cubs are on the verge of maybe tying it up against the Mets. Uh, say a Suzuki homer, Candelario single, uh, Mike Talkman walk. Um, so not necessarily looking good uh, for the Metropolitans here uh, in the ninth. Keep keep you updated if we uh, have a final before the before the pod's over. Uh, as for Willie Thomas. It's been a really rough uh, few weeks. We kind of mentioned it uh, in the last couple podcasts that a it's just season. been a struggle. Yeah, it's been a rough year. And we kind of finally heard from Willie. Um, and I kind of don't know what took too long. Maybe it was just, you know, Big J's respecting that he was going through a slump. And Adamus, you know, basically said it's been really tough. We've tried everything. You know, I, I think I figure it out. And then it, it just kind of goes away. And, and so... It it had me wondering, and any homers today, which is great, and he took a walk and everything else. And his other is, I think, his first at bat. You know, was right up the middle. It was an out, but still made contact. Didn't look lost at the plate. Are you are you in the done Club with Willie Adams this year, or do you think that there is a chance that he could he could kind of revive himself and have like an awesome finish to the year? Uh it's
1: I don't know about an awesome finish but I think that giving him a couple days off for once finally right might be a difference maker um I would like to see them kind of change his role a little bit drop him in the order a little bit you know fifth or sixth possibly now who you fill in in between there is is uh also beyond me. But at Rookie the same of, time. Rookie
0: of the year, Andrew Monasterio.
1: Yeah. Hey. Okay. I mean, he's been Yeah. He's been <laughs> okay. You know. If he has to if he starts a playoff game, I'm not watching. Um, oh, go on. But uh yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Is he gonna hit three fifty down the stretch here and hit ten home runs? He is leading the team in Homers, which yeah is shocking, but kind of speaks to how bad their offense is. And um, I don't know. I mean, I think that you need to kind of in a similar way that like we were talking with Pagero, like maybe maybe take him off, you know, the highest leverage of situations. Maybe take Adamus out of the three slot or four slot for once and um, drop him down fifth or sixth. I think they might have tried that last week um, or over the weekend at some point, hitting him fifth. But yeah. sort of take a little bit of the pressure off and see if he can – see if he can, with a couple days off, um, maybe mix in another day off or two at some point and depending on how things go, you know, um, it's interesting that with Council, you know, uh, Sal Freelick gets a day off, you know, can't face a lefty, God forbid. I, but yeah, so, like Adamus is in there every day. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what, what the difference is other than Adamus insists on playing every day, but like don't they all?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you'd think, I I mean, I think it's partly the defense, right? I think the Brewers are built on defense, right? They're one of the best defensive teams in all baseball. Like as good as the pitching is for the Brewers, the defense has really been the calling card of this team this year. And I think Adamas and Terang is a great, you know, up the middle, but you know, with how Terang has played, you know, defensively, I know he had the error today, but, you can put Terang at shortstop and you can put Monasterio at second. Brian Anderson now being back helps. Um, and I know he's not yeah. he's been you know hit or miss, but still like you you have the ability to to you know take the load off Adamus a little bit. I think you know if Mark Hanna and Carlos Santana start producing a little bit more, then that gives you the ability to bump Adamus, Dom, Adam, Adamus down in the order. Uh I also wonder, you know, Roddy Telez comes back is that another area of opportunity for them? I know Rowdy's just been just as bad, right? And, but is that something that's worth trying out? You know, it's like, well, Adam sucked in this five spot. Maybe, maybe Rowdy won't. Um, who knows? Uh, I also, I also wonder, you know, I think with the, is Adamus back? It's like, it's kind of like a, you know, bad Ryan Braun year, or like the yellow cheers the last couple of years where every homer you jump on, you're like, he's back, he's back. And it's like, gotta see it for like seven days eight days before we're really like yes this dude is dialed in and maybe maybe it helps that you know his guy Freddie Peralta has kind of figured it out and Freddie's, I thought it was interesting to talk about how much he needs to like concentrate and I'm like oh no fucking shit dude of course you need to concentrate like that's (laughs) that that's I feel like that's sports 101 but if he's saying that you know maybe you know that that leads to Damas you know kind of finding it himself as well and you know, learning from Freddie and seeing what Freddie's doing. We'll, we'll just have to see. Um I still, I would not give up on him for next year. I think you'd still be, you know, business as usual. I don't want to, you know, sell him, sell him cheaply to some team. Cause you know, you know, the Dodgers or, you know, the Orioles or the Astros might call and be like, Hey, what, what about Willie Downis? Like he had bad mm-hmm. year last year, but we're kind of interested in him. Like, don't, Don't fall for that cheese. And I think Matt Arnold's smarter than that, unless it's just an untenable situation and Willie, you know, has worn out as welcome. The Dodgers got Ahmed
1: Rosario for... Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, basically nothing. And, you know, who was... He's hitting 250 or something this year. It's not like he was having a horrible year. So they're probably good at shortstop, but point taken. I mean, those are the organizations that... You know, find a way to kind of buy low on guys, and if it, even if it's only for that season or something, it always seems like those guys right. have a positive impact for their, you know, for them in the playoffs or something. So, yeah, that would be. I could see that, you know, attempt from one of those teams, but I pretty much agree with you. I, is it his last year of team control next year?
0: Uh right. yes. And so that, so then that would be my other question. If you're the Brewers, do you just say to him, "Hey, look." it's not been great for you. You turned down a contract for some things I've, I've heard in the past. Like, do you go back to the table with him and say, we'll give you 18 a year for like two or three years, player option, maybe in that third and like gives Adamus a little more money in his pocket. Do you do that even on a bad season and just kind of trust that he can kind of find it again and, and buy low yourselves on maybe bringing Adamus back interesting
1: uh i don't know like do they really need willie long term
0: no i mean that's the other part of it right like it's, it's so it's all like crazily because you're right they could they have tyler black probably ready yeah. next year to play second Trang, base and you Ch- have trio
1: is going to come up at some point and he could play center right. or short um right and with you know garrett mitchell at some is still kind of in the mix and
0: yeah and you know,
1: I, weimer and all these guys like so my point is Trio's gonna have to play
0: somewhere. Yeah. Um right. And again, Chirio yeah, no, is
1: a natural shortstop. So
0: I yeah, I think Trio is pretty much destined for outfield these days. I think he's been playing mostly outfield, mostly yeah. left field or center field. So and but yeah, it's it's interesting interesting to say at least Tyler Black already now in triple A too, by the way, which don't, yep. don't lose sight of that. Um, you know, that's something to kind of keep a, a, a an eye on and Potentially if if uh my guy Jefferson Cuero. Did I get it right? Close enough. Okay. Um he just got activated off the IL. Uh they traded their their triple A catcher Alex Jackson uh at the deadline. So keep uh keep an eye on that one too.
1: Yeah, we'll, Tyler uh, Black we'll Tyler have, Black's twenty-three already.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think he was a college kid that they drafted in the supplemental yeah. like uh you know in their End of the first round and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it's uh, it should be should be a interesting weekend with the White Sox, you know. And it's former rivalry renewed. Brewers and White Sox used to fucking hate each other like the Brewers and Cubs. Uh, the managers fought back in the day. Um, yep. Maybe that's a story, you know. Phil Gardner, who's do you remember the manager for the White Sox?
1: No, but I could probably look it up.
0: I gotcha. I, that, I was a, really... that was a. That was a. That was an all-time fight, Phil Gardner. Phil Gardner, talk about a red ass, Phil Gardner. Gardner,
1: uh, I can watch this video, but I'm not gonna.
0: Terry Terry Bevington, 1995. Um, yeah, that's. I'm definitely trying to put that on social. We'll see if I I have the, the ability. Um, because that's that's a good one. Um, gotta gotta love that. Um, also, <laughs> Gardner freely admits he would do whatever he could to stoke the Brewers and Sox rivalry. This is from two thousand five, known as the Gardner Gardner series. Uh, <laughs> Gardner set up the rivalry even after the wrestling match. For example, when he learned the Sox increased their payroll by 19 million dollars after his fight with Bevington, as a matter of fact, I like him less than I ever did. That SOB got 19 million. So now that's how afraid afraid of us they are. That's what I countered. Actually, maybe a little short of that. They're scared of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, a fiery guy. What the hell? Listen to this, Mitch. You'll love this. There's and there's an inside joke to this too. We're not an event to him," he said. "See, that's the other reason I don't like him. Jerry Reinsdorf sits in his ivory tower down there, and they look down on us. That's the bottom line. I don't like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, God, Phil Garner, what a what a legend.
0: Oh man, Phil Garner, no way would made it in today's baseball. <laughs> no. They're, uh... Did you ever have you ever gone back to read the Chucky Carr story about Chucky? Chucky Hacks on 2 0 is that like the
1: closer back in the day or something?
0: No, uh, Chucky Carr was a center fielder, uh, got the nickname Chucky Hacks. Um, after he told basically he ignored a sign from Phil Gardner to take a pitch and he popped up and he responded after that game, the Brewers had lost him and Phil Gardner got into it. And he said that ain't Chucky's game. Chucky hacks on too well. <laughs> he was released after after that happened. <laughs> nice and and apparently was known for his me first personality. The Brewers took a risk on it, and uh, he's like, they were like, yeah, we knew we thought we could fix him, and you know, sometimes just you are who you are.
1: Well, the '90s Brewers were interesting. So,
0: oh man, I'm... we could do. I mean, you talk like people do, like anthology. Like we could do a whole series on the '90s Brewers. Like, yeah i i'm gonna I'm gonna hold myself. I was gonna say something mean, and I'm not gonna say it. Um, so I'll, I I I rein that one in. And that's that's probably the time when you you got it. You just gotta go. So I I, I uh, once
1: watched like a three hour YouTube over over a period of you know of time. Yeah, it wasn't right. all at once, but there was like a three hour YouTube video about like the history of the Seattle Mariners, and oh. that's. A very checkered history for that organization. I mean, well, how how about all like, the stuff they, they fucked up over the years and like all oh. the all the close like wild card games and stuff that they've lost. How much,
0: and... how much of that like do you remember that like team that won 116 games in like in the mid 90s? Or, or is that like a little too young for you from like a baseball memory perspective? 106 when they had like a rod and stuff. Yeah, like that 95 team that was so good. And then they lost to the then Indians who were equally good. That Indians team was awesome, but they, they lost to them or was it the Yankees? They lost. To? I thought it was the Indians. And then the Indians go, they lose in the ALCS and the Indians go and play the Marlins who then, you know, win their first world series. Um, and the Bruce, you know, again, can't win one. <laughs> uh, the Marlins have two. Uh, that's, uh, that's something that's that's just that's that sticks with you. But the Orioles were the other team that came to mind when you said that, because then they're going through all the shit this week uh with their announcer, but they they have they have not necessarily endeared themselves to the fan base. I think the general thought is, and I know there's a lot of frustration on Mark Ananasio, but I don't I don't feel like anybody really likes their baseball owner. I don't it like I, I would love to find one. Maybe the Astros, but the Astros guy's a weirdo too. I don't know. I don't know if anyone likes their baseball owner. Yeah, probably not. Um, Just like I saw someone telling like there was a thing about like, oh, Hal Steinbrenner is like a shy guy. He really doesn't want to be in the spotlight. Like, this is Brian Cashman's team. And someone's like, Sell the team. It's like, yeah. Well doesn't does say it the, I, I was
1: gonna say the Yankees, but no, they're they're so bloodthirsty.
0: No, they yeah, hate those thirsty. fans. They hate, they hate John Henry in, in Boston. Um, I don't even know who owns Toronto. Um you know, they hate the Orioles guy. The Reds hate their guy. The Pirates hate their guy. Uh, they get mad at the Cardinals. Like, fans don't think they spend enough money. They get mad at their guy. Cubs hate Ted Ricketts. Like, we all – everyone hates everybody.
1: Yeah. I've been fact-checking you on the Mariners thing. They never won right? 116 games.
0: No, uh, they, they, they,
1: they, they, they did. They did thought... in 2001 after oh, they got rid sure. of A-Rod with Ichiro and stuff.
0: Oh. They, won 90,
1: they won 90 games in 1997. Oh fuck.
0: That's a with, that's like a 20, and... That's like a Tony Reality stat check right there. Like that's like part like part of the interruption type shit. That's a bad error on my behalf. Yeah, that's oh, that's, that's I, fine. It's uh I, I, yeah, hand up. That was uh that was bad. They they also did not did not make it. They had they had old red ass Lupinella though. And they uh they have one sixteen and forty one to lose four one. I think to the New York Yankees, right? In twenty in that 2001 ALCS.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or got uh-huh. swept
0: or something. Right. They lose four one. They get they win game three. Yeah. They they had no offense. Brewers ask from the Mariners. Lost four to two, three to two, won fourteen to three, lost three to one, lost twelve to three. Yikes. Yeah. It's not good. All right. Well. Uh I, uh anything else for the people. You got anything else, uh anything else burning? No, not not really. I think that's that'll do it for me. Well, probably next time we talk, I'll be uh the ripe age of 35. Um, so we'll uh we'll be getting over that, um, which is not <laughs> great. But that's just life, man. We just keep getting older. Um exactly. So we'll uh we'll deal with that. I'm um, sure we'll have a lot to talk about. Uh Packer first preseason game. We'll get ready for the second one. Brewers, we'll see where they're at, and who knows, maybe maybe some Team USA basketball, maybe some other stuff, maybe some college college football. Get get ready, get as we get closer for that. We'll just have to see. Take care, everybody. We'll be back for Friday. We'll see you then. Peace. Peace.